66th episode of and the Overclock Podcast. And we're running completely on battery power, so we're safe. It's a battery powered car. But just as Gavin, I woke <laughs> up this morning and at 6 o'clock our, our load shedding started. Uh, um, geez, 6 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, 6 uh. o'clock in the morning. It was really, really irritating. Um, that was for also we had the 10 to 12 30 one last night. We got hit three times yes, yesterday. Yes, yes, okay, we got we hit got twice. Hit yeah, three okay. times yesterday. And I mean, it's out of control, basically. You, you, they can't produce a schedule <laughs> fast enough for the load shedding that's happening because, you know, today we're on six, tomorrow we're on eight. I heard them actually speak on the radio about stage eight. Stage eight is basically walking around with candles. Yeah, it's, it's definitely when you when you surpass stage three, it's it's more rolling blackouts than Yeah, rolling control. blackouts, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I remember about a month ago, these Zimbabwean farmers were all bust by, uh, not farmers, abattoirs were all bust by the meat regulation board for using some chemical they were sprinkling on their meat to keep it from going rotten because the fridges kept shutting yes. off. And I mean, we're not so far from that right now. Yeah. I mean, the mobile networks, for example. Yeah. Well, yes, I am Lindsay Shooters, sharpshooters on social media. You can come fight me. I like fighting on Twitter. Um, that's S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. I am that opinion guy on the internet, and I'm joined as always by Gavin Dudley, editor of Tech Magazine, the biggest selling consumer technology magazine in South Africa. Gavin, you've already introduced your crisis. <laughs> Explain to the people what is happening with load shedding and the network. No, well, it's quite simply, no one has any bloody idea what's happening with load shedding because it's all it's basically turning to a rolling blackout of information on load shedding. It's all escalating so quickly. You can't plan for it. You can't anticipate it. Yeah. You know, because you have load shedding four today and then we'll have load shedding six tomorrow. Then they'll downgrade it to load shedding three the following day and load shedding eight the next week. So... Basically, no one's conducting any kind of reliable business. Our publishing business has been running on diesel generator for a week. They've been pouring diesel into the generator for a week because we can't have all the PCs go down, everyone lose their work, yeah. and then start it all up again two minutes later on yeah. the generator. So they just leave the generator running. I mean, there are other businesses that are going out of business literally over this. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I mean, everyone knows this. You don't have to hear this from me. My concern is that this is Banana Republic stuff where they can't give you a predictable schedule for when you'll be going down. It just appears to be almost <laughs> random, you know? Yeah, the, the mm. problem is the economic cost is insane. Like, imagine, because stage six, for instance, mm. is 50%. All customers will experience can only have 50% connectivity to the network. So mm. they have to shed half of your day. That's eight. Uh, sorry. That's 12 hours of a day that you need to go. Mm. Stage what were we on the other day? Stage, yes, yeah, we were on stage six. Six yesterday, No, yeah. sorry, stage eight is 50%. Oh, I see. Stage okay, six, that's been talked about yeah, now. Stage six yet. was like around 20% oh, um, that they need to cut. So that's that's like six hours, four hours out of your okay, day I that mean, you need to be off. I heard this insane idea. Okay, what about this? Oh, gosh, this is when I listen to too much talk <laughs> radio and people come up with unfeasible ideas that sound practical <laughs> at the time. What about this? All those municipalities who haven't paid their bills, mm. they can be the first people to be load shed. Let's let's load shed them the most because they haven't paid their bill. Sure, the poor consumers in those municipalities maybe shouldn't have to bear the brunt of their municipality not paying their electricity yeah. bill. But what about if you turn them off and you turn them on for two hours a day so that people can do the cooking thing they need to do or whatever electrical thing they need to do in those two hours a day or three hours a day or whatever. But otherwise you turn them off until they pay their bill. Wow. I mean, sounds radical. There's, I know it sounds human radical. Human rights okay? issues there. And I know, but, but I mean, we also have human rights. And, and in fact, 
if our businesses close down, our human rights will become entirely secondary to us being on the street with a begging goal. Exactly. You know, yeah. so no, the economic cost is, is the main thing. But there's so much, like, we initially went down because there was a problem with the coal delivery situation at Madupi. Um, and then, obviously, they, they made a decision to not maintain certain power stations oh, that were too I mean, that old. just sounds so insane <laughs> in itself, you know. <laughs> Let's not maintain that part of the grid. Because you know? they can't afford to. Like, oh, they don't have geez. money. They we, this, As I said many times before, this is the coal hill that we are going to die on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This, this is true. It's, it's out of control right now. The coal hill we're going to die on. You had another <laughs> expression exactly like that that I really liked. It was exactly like that. The coal hill we're going to die on. Yeah, yeah, yeah Madupi yeah. and Kasile. That's... I mean, yeah. now even Nexa, the, the Nuclear Energy Council for South Africa, they are on their last legs. They apparently can't pay salaries for December. Um, oh, and geez. that's, that's going to be the end of, of nuclear power I in mean, South I Africa. Wonder, I wonder how Jacob Zuma would have handled this crisis compared uh, to Cyril. I mean, uh, I wonder what he would have done. What do you but my in, the interesting thing is, so Cyril gets on a plane and he goes to Egypt. Yeah. So I, for, I in my mind... And remember, I, at I, that time, we were not on stage six. Yeah, okay. I, I see him, like, having drafted an email to, like, everybody. And I was like, guys, this is the plan. These are the steps we must follow. These are the action items. I need to be at this thing. Yeah. We have known about this thing for a while. Yes. Make I'm, it so. I'm paying you a lot of money, yeah. and you know, and I'm entrusting you with the with the country. And then he buggers off. So. Yeah. And then immediately, as he gets on the plane, everyone like loses their mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been in those situations yeah, as a manager sure. before. Sure, as a manager, Where, yeah, you, you like, you, like you like land yeah, at the yeah. other side and <laughs> just emails, and, shit. Yeah. and you're like, guy, please refer to this email <laughs> that we specifically discussed. <laughs> This is what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I, I phoned you when I got yeah. on the plane if to you, make sure that you got the email. If you've ever been a middle manager and you're managing a bunch of millennials, <laughs> you'll know exactly what's going on, except that now you're the president of the country and the same thing's so still come, happening. He, he comes back and he has a little power with all the, the, yeah. the ESCOM guys. Presumably on the and plane. And then, yeah. like, on, on the ESP app, it's like, load shedding suspended. No, load no, no, no. <laughs> load shedding is not. No, load shedding is Guys, what is going on? Okay, look, let, let, me, let me just speak directly to the mobile phone network. You don't need to know about load shedding. I mean, it's, it's been so thoroughly covered from so many angles in every news channel. You don't need to hear us talk about load shedding. But just a little heads up on how the mobile networks are handling this. So typically all their base stations that your phone is connecting to, they have generators and batteries. Okay, so if something happens to the power grid, they start running on battery power. So you'll notice that even if everything around you goes down, your cellular signal might stay up. Um, and unfortunately, those batteries only last six to 12 hours, depending on how much they're being used and how fully they charge and so on and so on. But normally it should get you at least six to 12 hours. Yeah. Um, and the generators will kick in to then recharge those batteries. So the problem now is that if the entire country goes down in swathes, then you can't get diesel to those generators to recharge those batteries. And the batteries require more than 12 hours to recharge. So eventually the lifespan of your batteries are going down, down, down. If you have um, blackouts or if you have load shedding a couple of times over the course of a week, eventually those batteries at the base station only have half an hour worth of life left in them. Yeah. So you'll find the gap between your power going down and the mobile network going down, the gap gets shorter and shorter and shorter. So just because the first few times the mobile network appeared to stay up doesn't mean the mobile network's always going to stay up. The amount of time it will stay up will get shorter and shorter and shorter. So just so you're aware of that and understand that the network operators 
are pulling their hair out trying to keep the situation going and on, it's on, just on, on a larger more impactful scale um the the water system <laughs> reticulation Ooh. system is under similar pressure because um things need to be yeah. pumped yeah. that's how yeah, you get that's right that's how you get pressure into your taps yep. Yep. is those things get pumped and those yep. pumps need electricity yep. and it <laughs> takes them a while to get to get up to speed as well i mean those pumps have got to run for a bit and then the water gets yeah. fed in and yeah. it takes like an hour or something just to get the system primed yeah. so so like the realities of, of stage six load shedding yeah. is like water becomes a yeah, problem. Yeah, this is killing the farmers, water. for example, yeah. because it takes two or three hours for their pumping system to run efficiently. So just as the pumping system's coming up, the power yeah. goes off every single time. So they are just cutting down crops that are but dying yeah, in we, the fields. There's a new draft, or at least there's a new integrated resources plan. Um, by 2030, about 40% of our electricity generation will come from wind. I have thoughts about that. I'm going to put those thoughts on my website. Okay, yeah, <laughs> as you've done before. Yeah, because yeah, there's very... Uh, at the moment, we need battery storage to manage yeah, a so, mix of... So the great thing about Lindsay's coverage is he's actually delved into the numbers, the hard numbers of what makes the stuff work and not work. And it's one thing to just shout and scream, let's use wind power. But actually the intricacies of how these things work are actually enumerated in his, his coverage of the subject. Yeah, yeah and there's, there's also uh, considerations of like skills, for instance. Mm. Uh, and because, because these technologies are evolving quite rapidly, we haven't reached a plateau like we have in like coal generation, where we've been using steam um, systems since like the industrial revolution. Yeah. <laughs> it's and a, still using it's a stable systems. technology yes, and we can yes. teach many people how to do it. Uh, yeah, so okay. yeah, there's all those sort of so crazy do, things. So do check out the Opinion Guy Gavin, website for again, coverage. Going back on cell phones and mobile networks and all mm. that thing, we have a new brand entering, a new oh, challenger man. approaches. Yeah, <laughs> when a new cell phone brand launches in South Africa, I'm like, oh my goodness. You do realize you're up against Samsung and all, and then Huawei are like gobbling up the whole market and have got like a stranglehold on the market. You've got to be very ballsy, very brave, come with exceptional deals to get your phone into the market. Because in my opinion, the networks are carrying fewer and fewer phones because it's become, you know, they only need two or three phones to service that segment and two or three phones to service that segment there. And, you know, they don't want to carry like 40 phones. And we're getting, we're getting fewer and fewer networks now. Yeah, that too. <laughs> also yeah, that's right. Whoops. Um, but, um, you know, you've got to be very brave to come to the market and think you're going to find your way in. The key, of course, is to get in with the networks. If Celsi, I mean, if <laughs> MTN and Vodacom, wow. and of course Celsi, um, won't carry a product, you've got almost no route to market. Yeah. So, so Vivo, mm. which is part of the BBK group, who also make Oppo, you may have heard of Oppo if you yes. watch the, yes. the, the Cricket World Cup. Yes. Uh, they were big sponsors, title sponsors. Oppo, Vivo, and there's one or two others. And OnePlus is right. another OnePlus of Right, OnePlus is a yeah. premium brand, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another of theirs. So, I so see all, all Chinese. Yeah, so Vivo comes in. They have full Google integration, uh, and they are coming in at the low end of the market. Mm. Um, with the Y11 is their current best phone, mm. um, Snapdragon 4. It's like mid-range to lower end. It's like sort a of 6 plus it's, it's a, it's a, it's screen. A, it's a, value for money is really good. It's 2,700 RON, mm. selling through Vodacom for December exclusively, and then opening up to the other network channels um, in 2020. Uh, and then the Y91C, which is which was the Y91I mm. in India, and then they made a spec for okay. other emerging weeds, markets. Weeds. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming in at the thousand nine hundred rand um, cash. South Africa is also the first 
postpaid market that they've entered. So you can get these phones on contract. Mm. Um, so launching as postpaid on the on the lower end, <laughs> that that was my foot, Kevin. <laughs> Gavin's, Gavin's getting a bit touchy here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the, the difference between Vivo and other brands like them that have entered the market is that internationally Vivo is actually quite a big recognized brand. They're up against, uh, in South Africa, they're up against brands like Techno that you yeah. may barely have heard from or up against brands like Ligu who you definitely haven't heard from and so and on. And Mara. And Mara <laughs> is another brand who, you know, is trying to pull its act together in Africa and we um, they made a splash when they launched but and importantly, we've heard nothing Vivo, since. Vivo are like the official partner of the FIFA World Cup. For yeah, instance, they, they've got that kind of club. So, so Vivo is part of a group with Oppo and OnePlus that yes. we've mentioned and one or two other brands and between them they are the second biggest phone maker in China which is a monstrous thing to yes. have achieved okay so Huawei is ahead of them but collectively those three brands represent the second biggest and that means they've got massive international credibility now I remember distinctly in the mid 90s when Hyundai came to South yeah. Africa and everyone just laughed at them look at Hyundai today yes and I remember when Kia came to South Africa and everyone laughed at them like who the hell are they and look at them today so Let's not underestimate the impact Vivo could have. Yeah, on I, 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 mm. I like I like these products because it offers really good value for money. Um, the premium offerings, which will be hitting markets from like May 2020, <coughs> <coughs> are, are focused on 5G first, which is bizarre. But yeah, that's just that the way the, the product line is, is shaken out. Mm. Um, they have full access to Google services, so there's mm. no complaints there. I really pick them as being the biggest competitor to Huawei that Huawei has ever seen in this market. Okay, so um, so they've come to market with two model and uh, two models. The Y11 is 2,700 rand. The Y91C is 1,900 rand. My concern is that they both have the letter Y in their name, and Y is what Huawei has used for its mid-range products. So <coughs> very irritatingly, we now have mid-range products from two Chinese manufacturers, yep. both with the letter Y. Very silly, and but okay, there it is. My, my mention of the Google services yeah, comes to your other point here, Gavin. Ah. You have a note here that says 80% of app downloads are from 1% of developers. Yeah. Please uh, explain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is an old note. Unfortunately, I've actually forgotten about this note. I've just left it in. Um, someone, uh, one, of the, one of the most credible research agencies whose name now escapes me. Partner. I don't know if it was Gartner. I forget. It may have been Gartner, yeah. Um, well, that's the point. 80% of app downloads are produced by 1% of the developers. That yes. means that everyone's downloading WeChat, everyone's downloading Instagram, everyone's, but, you know. Like very, Gmail and yeah, Microsoft yeah, yeah. Word and all those and, things. And then on top of that, that's 92% of all the revenue. So, in other words, 1% um, of everybody who's making apps is scooping up 92% of yeah. all the money. So, that means there's gazillions and gazillions and gazillions of little apps out there by independents who are making no money or getting ignored in the market. And it's a clear case of where having more apps is not necessarily better. You yeah. know? And that, that's the thing. I mean, the Google Play Store always had more apps than the Apple Store. Yeah. But it didn't matter because uh, uh, breadth was not as important as having a core set of very good, very popular yeah. apps. So, so that's why for me it's all very difficult for a, for a leading brand to come in with its own yeah. operating system and try and force people away from what they know and love. Yeah. It's, it's just not going to happen. You don't yeah. move. But I mean, elephants. Microsoft Microsoft tried that. So yeah. for my money, Microsoft bought up Nokia back in the day and became Microsoft Phones. 
and they were I thought they were fantastic products yes. they could not get anywhere because they did not appear to have the apps people wanted in their app store that wasn't my problem I found everything I needed in the Microsoft App Store and I loved the operating system and I loved their phones and they just they wrote off I don't know how many billion yeah. dollars in acquiring Nokia they didn't have a YouTube app man they didn't have a YouTube app and Instagram was left to wither and die uh, uh, but then okay. just we segue neatly uh -huh. from trying to move consumers over to new operating systems to when you are moving from one phone to another Gavin you are still getting a lot of people who lose contacts well, that, that, the, for me new number who does that should not happen we are yeah. all signed into these cloud accounts Google iCloud, whatever. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, Lindsay. Okay, when you're starting up your Android phone, yes. nothing will work unless you give it a Gmail account, yes. right? Okay, so you well, give Well, you can skip yeah, through those okay, things. but I mean, by and large, everyone yeah. has to put in a Gmail account. Okay, so does that not automatically mean that Google Contacts ends up running in the background somehow? Or you, does the you local need to, app have to sync Sometimes you need to actually set that up. So, inside your Contacts app, mm, when uh, there is a settings thing and you can you're in the phone settings that's why it's not working yeah okay, so sorry. so the bottom line is this is how i believe it's supposed to work okay um google contacts works just like google chrome on your phone or google maps or any one of the other google services it just works in the background right so if you have an android phone whatever uh, contacts app you're using that came with the phone is almost certainly syncing up with Google Contacts in the background, which means that your Google Contacts are actually already being held in the cloud. If you are confused with how to access them, usually the quickest way is you load up Gmail in your web browser and you just click on the Contacts button and all your contacts should appear there. You know, So all your contacts on your phone are probably already in the cloud under Google Contacts having been synced up automatically from your phone. For the life of me, I cannot find, find the, the setting now. Uh -huh that allows you yeah but uh, I know this I never turn it on I assume it's running automatically okay they, so they are you can I think you set it through your Google profile okay um, but there are ways that if I try and input a new contact right now it asks do you want to go on to the top right right at the top of the page and uh. this is standard across Android yeah. um, there is a little drop-down menu that you can then choose which Google you want account to you want to, yeah. to file to and you can do it directly to the phone, to the Samsung account, to Google. I always make sure that I am saving it to Google. Right. Google yeah. yeah. So, so Lindsay's point is that in the past, all your contacts used to be stored on the phone. And then on top of that, some of the contacts used to be stored on the SIM card itself. Yeah. So that when you took the SIM card out of this phone and put it in another phone, the contacts would reappear because they were stored on the SIM card. The problem is that contact information has become so much more sophisticated. Now we have phone numbers, email addresses, addresses for the premises, and contact notes and all sorts of things are all stored as part of the contact. So it's become impossible to store those on the SIM card. Um, but you could still store them on the phone. The problem with storing them on the phone is that if you lose the phone, the contacts have gone with them. The idea is you can choose to store your contacts on the SIM, on the phone, or in Google. And we recommend you put all your contacts into Google so that however many times you change phones, those contacts just come down automatically as part of your Google services. All your contacts will be restored to your phone automatically. Yes. There is another scenario where you could choose a core group of contacts, perhaps 10 critical people, 
who are critically important, who yeah. have constant access to, and you could try and copy those onto the SIM card as well. So that in a crisis situation, you could take your SIM card out of your phone, stick it into any other phone, and have access to those 10 people immediately. I also like to do the age-old thing of remembering important numbers. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm, a silly I'm, idea. I'm very old school what like that. What a silly idea. But I, I know my wife's phone number off by heart. I only know my wife's phone number. I know That's my sister's number I know. phone numbers off I by heart. I do not know another single number. <laughs> not my parents, not my children. <laughs> That's very dangerous. Ways in ways in which technology has made us dumb. Yes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but but uh, I think it's always good practice to to have a couple okay. of numbers so and to keep 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 these things. No, in no, mind. absolutely, it's very good, very good for your mental state. Anyway, yeah. so so in brief, if you're worried about losing your contacts when you're switching from one phone to another, make sure that on your old phone. When you go into your contacts tab, make sure it's showing that it's syncing up to Google contacts. Um, you could choose to copy a small handful of those contacts onto your SIM card as a crisis measure, yeah. but that's just by the way. Make sure it's syncing up to Google contacts and that way, every time you restart a new Android phone and you put in your Gmail account, uh, your email address effectively, all those contacts will automatically come back down to the phone. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good man! That 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 that's some some great service journalism right there. Mm -hmm. I I think, Devin, oh, game controllers, man. Uh, <laughs> now, game controllers are not just game controllers. I mean, I think what's happened is there are a lot of games you can play on your PC that actually work better with a sort of an Xbox or PlayStation style yeah. controller. So you know these these PUBG games and Fortnite and everybody wants to now play those games on their PC. But with the convenience of the kind of controls you would use on your console. Um, <clears throat> for example, I've noticed that games like FIFA, for example, are really hard to play with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. You might want to play on your PC, but you need a console-style controller to play. So, <clears throat> um, there are a couple of uh, game controllers you can get. The best ones, in my opinion, not only uh, work wirelessly with the PC, but they also work wirelessly with the phone. Some of them are so clever, they've got a little bracket on them where you can actually clip the phone into the controller and, you know, use it as a, as a mobile gaming device, as it were. So, um, I don't know, Lindsay, are you looking up, are you looking up what Devin, you've got on Devin, I have a lot? problem. Uh -huh. so, so, Apple with iPadOS, or at least with Apple Arcade, you can now link an Xbox or uh, PlayStation 4 controller to your iPad or Apple TV. And you can play play that play that way, um, but I have a Nintendo Switch, Kevin. And oh, Nintendo right. Switch refuses to to offer me a broad. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work with, with like the other wireless controllers. Like there are specific oh, ones. Yeah, so when I'm right. when that I'm when I'm shopping there, I'm always shopping Switch compatible. And right now, the best deal is the Pro controller, the Nintendo Switch wireless controller. For like a thousand and sixty-five rand. Okay, so so what will this work with? Only with your switch. With the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> okay, well that's no good. No, that's unfortunate. I mean, are there scenarios in which you would want three controllers with your switch? Because uh, it comes with two. So well, the Joy Cons. Yes. But the Joy Cons aren't great for like playing massive immersive games. And then you you get the little grip that you can. Oh, that's right. Slide them it. into. Yeah, yeah. That's the. And I don't like the way those work. Also. Uh, okay, okay. So, so, you, so you'd be happy with a third-party controller? Yes, that feels I will like be. I will be. I will be very, very happy <coughs> with that. And I prefer. I prefer DualShock controllers anyway. I'm, okay. I'm of the PlayStation, PlayStation variety. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's one of my favorite products of the year for this year. 
It's made by SparkFox. SparkFox make a, a gaming accessories, a whole wide range of gaming accessories. They specialize in controllers. The SparkFox Atlas wireless Bluetooth controller works with PC and with Android phones. That's, in my opinion, what you want. Yeah. So, um, you can just connect over Bluetooth, or it has its own little dongle which you can use as well. Dongle you can plug into the PC and so on. Um, it's got really nice grip and it's laid out like an Xbox control. So, um, if you're familiar with the Xbox system, this is the control you want. That's the SparkFox Atlas wireless Bluetooth controller. It works on Bluetooth or on, wi or on wireless, which is even faster. But it works most importantly with your PC and with your phone. Yeah, for those of us on the, on the Switch side of life, I've actually found another one. It's the replacement pro controller compatible with Nintendo Switch. This is the I'm name of the product. Not a word of a lie. <laughs> it's 655 Rand right now, down from 1,000 Rand. 34% off on, okay. on takealot.com. I, uh, I did forget to give you my price. So the SparkFox Atlas wireless Bluetooth controller um, is 685 Rand. I think, you know, if you want to play uh, games that are best uh, with console controls, like FIFA, for example, FIFA soccer game, or for that matter, PUBG and Fortnite work really well with console level controls, um, then this is the one you want. SparkFox Atlas wireless Bluetooth controller for PC and Android phones. There's also... 685. There's also now the LG G8X ThinQ launch. Oh, yes. That, okay. um, in South Africa, is being bundled with the dual screen attachment. Oh, we discussed this um, before. And right. in the dual screen attachment, there is an option on certain games to have the second screen as running as a complete game yeah. controller, right, so gamepad. Right. Uh, that's a great little... I mean that's a good device. And so so the the hinge the um, mechanism comes with Yeah, in South Africa it's being bundled uh, alongside. Let's face it, we really want one of those. Yes, we right? really do we want really one do. of those. I'm yeah. I'm I'm surprised that there's been very limited review devices going out to the market. Uh, I'll probably get mine early uh, mm. 2020 or early January. So we are we are just kind of you know we're not supposed to express bias towards one brand or another and when Lindsay's not talking about the freaking s10 we're i talking haven't mentioned not that today, once today actually we we're talking about lg as one of our preferred brands lg's premium phone is just about to come out the lg think you gx the g8x g8x my mistake um and that comes with a sort of a hinging mechanism where there's a standalone phone but it comes with a second screen screen yeah which matches up with it in a hinged yeah. format. So you can use that as a flip open gaming system or just as a double screen phone. Yeah. Yeah. I will link to pricing and availability down in the description. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it for this. Us today. Good luck with the load shedding. The power hasn't gone off once here where we are, but you know, we don't... Maybe it was suspended. Maybe Cyril came back and just fixed it with his magic. Yeah, he just waved some rumophoria all over <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I mean, we're trying to sound upbeat about it, but we understand all your frustration. Uh, we're just as frustrated as you are trying yeah, to get I've, things done. I've been busy on a project and it's yeah. just been stop-start. Like I had to work out of a coffee shop the other day. Okay, but uh, we have to we have to bear up and know that it's not going to go on indefinitely. I mean, with a bit of chutzpah, we won't descend into Banana Republic status. We have to keep chin up or else we will end up in Banana Republic. So let's not go there. Yeah. All right, keep cool. Keep head up. Okay. Cheers. Bye.